Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to yet another episode of Deuce Bags, the tennis podcast. This week, we have been rocked with the news of the Sharapova doping scandal. And this podcast is majorly going to be dedicated towards that. With me today, I have Umara, a regular. And we also have Joseph Connors, who was part of the podcast last week. And we have very special guest, the most popular, the in-demand Armando Angulo. Welcome oh, to the Newsbags Podcast. Man, the most in demand? You're ridiculous, Sri. That is ridiculous. But thank you. You're far, far, far too kind. It's nice to get, get on here and talk to all you guys. A lot of you guys are, you know, my favorite people on AI, so it's nice to be on here. Thanks Can I just much. say I'm I'm super excited to have Armando on. This is just like I've always wanted to do this. You guys are far but you guys are ridiculous. I, you guys are ridiculous. I think- <laughs> <laughs> I think at this at this rate we can count with our fingers the number of sports podcasts which Armando is not involved in. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And I'm trying to whittle those down too. Don't worry, I'm gonna get on there. I'll figure <laughs> He's it out. Armando. That's 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 brilliant. This is going to be a good show, I'm sure, because this is a huge topic and it's the in thing right now. So let's just jump into it. So before we go into the specifics, let's just get your opening comments, your views when you heard it, because we did hear one day prior that there is going to be some big news. People were speculating maybe she's going to announce her retirement. She's had frequent injury problems. She did, she hasn't played much this year. So when the news actually came in that it was something else and not the retirement, I think people were shocked. I think they had every right to be shocked. So coming to you, Joe first. So what were your opening reaction? Because it was in your timing. She announced it in US timings, the press conference. So what were your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts, honestly, were I wasn't shocked at all. Because I, I think athletes, um, and maybe this is just me, but I think athletes are naturally always trying to get a leg up. And I understand that to a certain degree. Um, so when it came down, uh, I've been on record as saying I'm not a Sharapova fan anyway. Uh, I know she's great for tennis. She's actually, I think, the highest paid athlete with her endorsements um, yearly. So she's a, she's a huge name, but it didn't shock me one bit. Uh, you know, baseball, American baseball, it happens a lot. We, we have in America, we have a lot of drug testing. We've had these problems in many sports, baseball, football, uh, not so much basketball, not so much hockey. Uh, this drug in particular, I didn't really hear much about. We hear a lot of other ones, but no, I really wasn't shocked because I understand and I don't buy her excuse for one minute. So so we are going to just debate that going forward. So Umara, your opening thoughts. Well, I, unlike yourself, had no idea she was holding a press conference. So I was really uninformed the day before. I only realized afterwards that there was um, announcement that she was going to have a press conference. And like you said, people were speculating whether she was retiring or not. I was actually on a pod at the time during the Northern Ireland pod. And Neil Devlin actually said to me, Cherapova's failed a drug test and I didn't really register at the time but when I came I finished um the pod came downstairs and watched all the news and I was I was, I was a bit shocked actually because it's so high profile and you know it's never happened in tennis like this before maybe it's happened on the lower levels but it's never happened 
um, like this. I mean, I would say it was akin to maybe Ben Johnson when he did it all those years ago in the in the Olympics, or was it the World Championships? I can't remember. I think it was Olympics. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really big news. And I just found her demeanour in the press conference a little odd. I don't know what you guys made of it. She was, at times, she was smiling. And uh, that joke she made about the carpet at the end, I thought was really bad. I just didn't understand how you could throw that in, in the gravity of the situation that she'd found herself in. I found that very odd. And I found lots of people defending her on Twitter and social media and I found that I was like why are people doing this because like yourself Joe I'm not the biggest um, Sharapova fan either and I've always found her to be quite icy cold not not really personable just she's not very endearing character to me and um, the way that she presented herself in that press conference was very odd to me as well she didn't look upset it all looked a bit um, made sort of not improvised but you know just made up so she, um, she, I don't think she came across well in that press conference at all. And some of the things she was saying, kind of things like, I didn't click on the link or I didn't, you know, I didn't know. And these kind of really wishy-washy excuses, it just didn't, it didn't do uh, anything for me. I, I'm, I'm with Joe on this one. But there's lots more points to talk about. I'm sure we'll cover them. But yeah, initially that was my reaction. But I think people's perception, of, you know, this is a week after we're doing the pod has changed a little bit now. Yep. So, Armo, th- this drug now, the melodinium might soon be in contention for the word of the year with the number of people who have been caught for the same drug. So, considering this, what was your take on it? She lives in US, but the medicine as it is or the drug as it is, is not available in the US. So, what was your take on her explanation or your initial comments? Well, I mean, for me, I I wasn't impressed by them. Um, I mean, it's clearly we've we've found out throughout the, this process that she doesn't need the drug, and, and like you said, it's not available in the U.S. where she lives. So it, it, that's fishy in itself. Um, from what I understand, it's similar to what we here in the U.S. would call Adderall, and that doesn't surprise me either. You know, uh, that that gets used by baseball players, like Joe said, by by a lot of athletes. I'm sure to to increase their focus, uh, their stamina, things like that. I'm sure all of this is uh, helping her. My thing is, although it wasn't cheating leading up to you know this year. I mean, it's just you're you're getting into gray area and gray territory when you when you start like nitpicking and, and changing rules like that. Point blank, it should have been illegal, you know, in the sport for a long time uh, since you know it should have never been allowed. But I'm I'm just more surprised by the reaction. I think of people. I'm surprised by you know the 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 grandeur of it all here on the in the u.s uh, i think joe would attest it's not really that big of news per se it kind of can go under the radar there's so much going on whether it's nfl free agency or or the nba heading into the playoffs or or baseball's around the corner in spring training there's so much going on here right now um you know and for us that love football you know mls is starting and 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 the premier league is in you know knee deep so it, it, it's nice but this went under the radar for us, I would say. Unless you're really an avid, uh, a keen sports fan like 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 Joseph and myself, you're not really catching this news. Or unless you're well connected with people around the world, like we are with you guys, it, it it really did go under the radar. I think that's interesting, especially considering she lives there. But Umara, sticking to what you said, you talked in depth about what she said on the press conference. So the first thing is she said it. It was ignorance, but ignorance is not a valid excuse. Obviously, that has been very clear that ignorance doesn't mean you're off it. But there are lots of athletes who have been caught with the same drug. And maybe it's it's just that now it's just switched bands from being a legal to an illegal stuff. Why? Because she clearly mentioned about that till last year when I was consuming it, this was a legal drug. And she's talked about the fact that she's needed it or have uh, has consumed this for the last 10 years on the advice of a doctor but it seems far-fetched okay you as a professional sports person with your crazy schedule don't have time maybe to go into every mail but everybody has a support staff team to believe that none of them actually referred to the mail seems implausible to me so what's your take on that especially the press conference bit we'll in this section let's look to cover what she said in the press conference yeah, well, she said she'd been taking the drug for 10 years for conditions such as a family history of diabetes. She mentioned a regular heart, irregular heart reading that she'd been having. Um, 
but when I dug a little deeper, the actual manu- uh, people who make the drugs don't recommend that it's taken for more than four to six weeks at a time. So someone who's taken it consistently for 10 years. I mean, the, you know, the other side of it is that you can say kudos to Maria Sharapova. She's been playing at the highest level of tennis with a heart condition for 10 years. It really doesn't make sense. If you look at it, it it doesn't add up to me because one, you know, it's you're taking it over such a long term. For 10 years, you've seen you're taking it when clearly the drug shouldn't be taken for a, a more than a certain amount of time. So that in itself raises questions. If she's got that ill as the way that, it, that she's making it out to be, then how is she playing at the highest level? It, to me, like I said, it doesn't make any sense. And to say that I didn't click on the link when uh, you have uh, an email from the World Anti-Doping Agency, you click on that link, you do click on that link. It's arrogant to say that I didn't click on it. Or and She read it. She said she she saw the email, but she didn't bother to click. So... I mean, you know, there's there's so many questions that, that get raised by by w- the way what the excuses that she's giving. It really doesn't make any sense to me. It's actually, I mean, someone's already mentioned it's not available in the U.S., so that's um, anomaly number one. It's only available in Russia, so she's obviously been taking bringing it back from there. She says that she um, still is under the guidance of a family doctor in Russia. She moved to the US when she was seven. That was just over 20 years ago. And she's still under the guidance of a Russian doctor. This woman is a millionaire. And she's she's can, can um, have the best medical team that money can buy. And she's still getting guided by a doctor in Russia. That's an odd in itself. I mean, you know, there's so so much so many things here that you can question. There is one thing. If she does have a condition, I'm not saying she doesn't. I'm just saying to me, a person doesn't add up. There may be a reason why she's taking it. She could um, apply for a therapeutic use ex- exemption, which it means that if she has a medical condition, she she shouldn't get any ban then, really. But that's, uh, you know, it depends if she's been putting those uh, medications in her, in her doping um, forms because they all have to fill out a form when they um, give samples. So if she's done that, then she should be okay. But if she hasn't done that, then she's saying that she's taking a drug for such a long time for conditions that she's got, then she's in trouble, really. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my take on the initial kind of thing so, on the drug. But but the, my question is, Umara, till now, let's say she's been part of uh, regular tests, but this drug was legal till then. Yeah, so that question I, has come sure, up. I'm I'm not sure whether she needs to declare legal stuff or not. I'm I'm not aware of the rules and regulations. What do you do when you are mm. declaring or doing the dope test? So maybe she didn't do it. If you're on long-term medication, I think it goes on there anyway. We would need to maybe look a bit deeper into that to to clarify that. But as far as I'm aware, it needs to go on there because you know it needs to be checked. Um, yes, the drug was legal until um, the first of january but it's clearly she you know like i said unless she's taking it for medical reasons which you know we can't 100 percent say she's not but it raises questions with me anyway i mean andy murray said it really well um that you know she she she's taking the drug she's taking a prescription drug that you don't necessarily need but just because it's legal it doesn't make it okay that that's how how he's he's um, put it, and that made sense to me as well. Just because it's legal, you're still you. Basically, people are saying that she's she was using it for its enhancing qualities. So unless she can prove she has a heart condition or she has something wrong with her, then it is ethically, I guess, wrong. Then because okay, within the the parameters of the sport, it's all legal for her, but ethically, then maybe that's questionable there. Interesting. So, Amanda, bringing you in here, you heard what Umara had to say. Anything you want to say, which is in addition to what she said or anything you disagree with, you get. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, like she said about having exemptions and, and being able to fill out forms and stuff in the due time and be able to get exemptions for things like this. We saw this, uh, Joseph, my, my, my 
uh, be able to comment on this. We saw this last season or maybe two years ago with the uh, in baseball with the Baltimore Orioles when Chris Davis, uh, one of their premier players, their their, their big home run hitters, uh, was caught using Adderall, and uh, but he was medically you know allowed to use it prescribed by a doctor, but he just didn't fill out his paperwork in time, and he served a lengthy suspension. In which case, you know that's stupid, just as stupid as this is. But at least that was found to be you know with reasonable cause, and 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 in time was found to be accurate. Like Omar is saying, a lot of these things aren't adding up. It seems very suspicious. You know, the drug's not available where she lives. The fact that she's under advisement by a doctor, like Umara says, all this stuff doesn't make sense uh, for a woman of her stature. Um, and if she did have this medical heart condition, like she claims, I'm not saying she doesn't either, but it seems suspicious to me because I, I think we would have known about it by now. That's not something that, you know, you just are allowed to continue to play a professional sport if that's, you know, if you have an issue with your heart, that's not something that's commonplace. So I think we would have heard about things like that. So all of it for me, I, I'm just in the same camp as Umara. It just doesn't add up for me. And it it, it does have to raise an eyebrow um, on her whole career, really. Joe, uh, this drug is said to improve your stamina by pumping, let's say, more oxygen in your blood. So that's what it's called as, that's where it gets classified into your performance enhancing drug. But she's come out and said she has a family history of diabetes. This is used to protect. And m maybe she's from Russia. Though The only puzzling thing is, though she's from Russia, she's been living in the US for years. Correct me if I'm wrong. And this is a drug which is made in Latvia. So I'm not sure when she lives in US, what is the need to procure a drug from, let's say, Russia or Latvia. So those are the some sort of questions I have in my mind, but is the what sort of questions came up post the press conference? I mean, for me, if it's like an Adderall, which it clearly sounds like it, it's going to help her endurance. It's going to help her stamina. And the big thing it does, same thing with baseball. You play so much that you need a little pick-me-up, and that is the perfect drug for that. Um, this is a drug that was invented for Soviet troops in the 80s when they were fighting in Afghanistan. I mean, they were dealing with high altitudes, oxygen deprivation. That's exactly what this was for. I think the drug's inventor's name is Ivar's Calvins. I mean, I'm not sure what else she would be using it for if she wasn't trying to cheat. And I don't buy the excuse that I didn't know. I didn't know. She has, she's surrounded by so many PR people and handlers. I mean, this is a woman who made $30 million last year, according to Forbes. Why would she put her whole career like that on the line? It's just so stupid. I mean, it, it's dumb. So like, like Armando said, maybe she could have got some kind of metal, medical you know, form to fill out and she could take this. But the only thing about that is, is if you know this is banned, because apparently she was told – now, she denied this, but she was told before about, hey, be careful taking that drug. It may be cracked down on soon, and it was. But do you mean to tell me that there's no other drug that could treat what she has? I, there's so many different medications out there. In my mind, there's just no way that she was taking this just for the, the health problems. I mean, it's, it's, it's proven to help with the stamina and the endurance. And again, in like baseball, you play 162 games. It gets really, really brutal on you. Adderall, and in this case, I think it's mel meldonium, if I'm saying that right. They do the same thing. I would take it too. So I, I understand what she was doing it for. It, it certainly will help. But you got to be smarter than that. When you're when you when you're worth that kind of money, you have those kinds of endorsements. I just don't understand where her th where her thought process was. Uh, Armando, coming to you as what Joe said, is it possible? How how practical it is that at an elite sports level, in which Maria Sharapova is, we let, let's accept that she's an uh, elite athlete in the at least in tennis. Is it possible that none of leave alone the athlete, none of None of a support team are aware of changes into rules. Obviously, when you come into a new calendar year, there are going to be lots of rule changes. Are we coming to say none of them were aware? Uh, I would say that's pretty damn near impossible, Sri. And if they didn't, then they all deserve to be fired. She needs a whole new team. This cannot happen. It's unacceptable. This wouldn't happen in any other walk of business. You don't just arrogantly, like Umara said earlier, you don't just arrogantly and smugly just t decline to read an email, whether yourself or your PR team or, or any of your team, you know, is going through this. And, and this has to be found. This is That's not an excuse. Ignorance is not an excuse. You know, it just proves how arrogant she really is and, and her whole camp is, how she felt that she was above it all and untouchable and, and didn't have to, you know, Read the fine print like everybody else, I suppose. 
Yeah, so I don't know if all of you got a chance to read what she posted on Facebook today, where she tried and explained that she did indeed receive mails, but the problem was it had some information like player information or something. The subject read that, and you needed to go into multiple pages, maybe click a link where it would ask you for a username and password, and there when you scroll down, there would be a section on new new doping thing. And she says the information was provided, but it is not easily accessible, and with the kind of scheduling, it's not possible to. check every mail is an excuse whether it's a valid excuse or not is another thing but in let's for a second assume it is true what she says we we don't know unless we get such mails we will never ever know but it's a question of is information being made readily available easily accessible is it even a valid point well um i don't know if you guys get access to sky out there but sky did a little um test say on uh, on the news and they clicked on the link they went on to wada's website and they clicked it was a couple of clicks it you didn't really need to it didn't take much time it, he did it in maybe 30 seconds to check whether maldonium was banned or not so i don't buy that maybe she shouldn't have gone to the fucking oscars and she should have maybe you know checked out her emails and other things that she needed to write you know because that that does not wash with me at all that that argument you know i it was she said on her air facebook page today it was buried in newsletters websites or handouts and take some time to to look at what is sent to you if is it important to you you know because that then we have to question that is it important to you it should be because apparently to her tennis is her life that's her you know that's how she's made all her money and her her fame and everything so why wouldn't you take out 5 10 minutes to to check these things out i mean rafa's come out and said that he feels sorry for her and you know she she missed it and it was negligence and i think a lot of people have spoken out saying similar things but he says that he doesn't read his emails but he trusts his doctor to read them and like armando said sack them all if that's the case you know that's ridiculous how can you have the like i said the best sort of uh, medical team that money can buy and they're not checking these things for you the thing that is the most important thing for you as an athlete to check what is going in your body and they're not even doing that for you i mean i would have thought that was the most important thing forget everything else so it's it's a stunning um excuse to be honest with you it really it's just ridiculous i i can't believe that she would come out and say that but i guess that's the only defense she has of ignorance and she seems like quite an intelligent young woman she runs come i don't know what uh, how many million dollar year uh, business she has so you know it it it's just it beggars belief really that you can just say i i didn't do this or um i didn't i i didn't know or i forgot or i whatever it is it just doesn't make any sense to me okay i'm going to stick to the point you brought up about her being an intelligent athlete and this is to you joe uh, lots of people when she made the press conference and basically preempted the announcement from the wada basically she herself accepted but there are a lot of comments that it took great braveness on her part to come out and say i think the only thing is usually at least in this case say it's a uh, i was given something and it, it has come from someone i use some other some my wife's glass or my cousin's glass something like you get lots of excuses here she accepted she didn't read it but she accepted it was her mistake so that's the only new part but lots of people are talking about the press conference as it is being a pr stunt maybe she's trying to put her picture before the news official news comes out so what was the whole take on uh, from your side about the P- press conference itself i think the biggest thing for me is uh, that's great that she apologized i don't really give a shit that that press conference was for one thing damage control that's it because of all those high profile sponsors she has she has to now go and kiss their ass and just pray to whatever god what she believes in that she does not get suspended for a long time because if that happens she's going to lose all that money she'll lose all her credibility and she'll lose a hell of a lot of fans like like umara said i i just don't there's i don't know how you can look at this from an objective point of view and say oh she made a little mistake she didn't check her email there is there's no excuses that has to be done you know i don't care what she said at the press conference i don't what she put on facebook that stuff again that her people are telling her to do she has the best of the best in the world at people PR people who should tell her exactly what she has to do now. This is just damage control for her. That's it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense but and we have already heard sponsors suspending their contract or relationship or while there is one I am not sure I think the racket uh, sponsor the I think has agreed 
the racket head sponsor has agreed to stick by i'm not sure what is going to happen so uh, and it, this this is not new to tennis we have had lots of cases where doping has become an issue in tennis biggest example being jennifer capriati herself and she was seething that somebody could make such light notice of such an issue and it makes sense people have lost careers because of doping whether they intended to actually dope or not is another question maybe it was accident but people have lost careers literally or at least whatever they could have made like capriati she came back and did win majors but she lost the prime of her career literally you could say so so i'm not sure how can one be so ignorant the it, the uh, defense put seems so impossible i think we are still in shock about that armando what do you think this, this, this isn't such a small issue maybe it's common place in us sports i would believe yeah it's very common place i mean a lot of careers are lost and and reputations go out the window i mean for baseball for example the biggest uh cheater i guess you would say in this type of scenario was Barry Bonds Barry Bonds um steroids you know his head grew everything grew it was just human growth hormone uh and and with him i think the thing with him is he statistically is the greatest baseball player that's ever played offensively at least his on base percentage his his batting average his 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 power all of it he he is the most impressive baseball player that's ever lived but his reputation doesn't state that he won't go down as that people won't remember him for that all Barry Bonds will be known for is he's a cheater nobody cares after that so this is the territory that she's really getting into so um it really is a big deal if she wants to save face i mean it's good that she did have this press conference and this that and the third but like joe said it's it's bullshit it's just it's just a farce it's really just an act and and trying to make herself seem like the victim when really she didn't if she would have just followed the simple uh you know advice of, of, of or read the email and simply done what she had to do she would never been in this predicament and and it's just it's it really blows my mind with her having so 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 much to lose yeah absolutely it's it's risking too much on such thing but uh, joe coming to you, let's also talk about how her peers have reacted and and i for me the most surprising thing was the support actually coming from serena williams who they have shared a very rocky relationship uh, i was really surprised i think others were kind of on expected line saying she should have been careful she's negligence ignorance maybe she she has to suffer etc but uh, the support from serena has been unexpected is there anything you have read about what serena said or your take on it yeah it was actually that was classy by serena she really did back her um i would i mean it's kind of surprising although like you said it's been better but armando will understand this reference serena is kind of her mommy as like pedro martinez uh, the yankees were her daddy in baseball i mean she's flat out owned uh, Sharapova, which I always enjoyed. Um, but there was a few, like, I know Wozniacki really gave her a hard time about it. Um, but some did come out and really, uh, you know, stand by her. I think, um, you know, Andy Murray wasn't too bad. I don't think, um, Nadal, I can't remember what he said, but some of them were positive. Some of them were negative. I, I think when you're, you're a tennis player and you're in the same circuit, sometimes you're just like, okay, well, you know, let's just stick up for her because they're kind of, it's like a brotherhood or a sisterhood. So I was surprised by what Serena said, but you know, Serena, it doesn't mean what you say in public is always what you're thinking privately. You're listening to the Enfield in this podcast channel. The Anfield Index Podcast Channel. So, Umara, we have discussed about uh, uh, Serena, in fact, in the last part, about her behavior. So, this, this is a nice way to even talk about Serena here. So, did, did you read what she had to say and your take on it? Um, yeah, I, I did hear what she said and basically she was backing her, well, not backing her, but just saying that, you know, it's not her fault and, um, you know, she was being quite supportive. Um, and, you know, like I said, I've read a couple of other tennis players, Andy Murray, Rafa Nadal, we've mentioned Wozniacki as well and various other sports people, Chris um Wiggins has come out here, this famous cycler here. He said uh, the same thing. And I think a lot of people have basically said, you know, she's, she made a mistake and she needs to be punished for it. It doesn't matter 
you know that even if you worst case scenario, best case scenario for her would be oh i i didn't read the email and it's just still negligence because it's a it's a massive deal for an athlete you need to check these things so even if that um is the excuse that they accept from her it's still she needs still needs to be banned i think andy maybe with what he said and i've mentioned his quote before i thought that was quite strong they were strong words from him because he's what's kind of implying that she did take it for performance enhancing reasons he kind of literally said that she she didn't really need that drug she was taking it so just because you can take it and it's legal under the rules doesn't mean you should so like i said we you know he's um maybe raising it eth ethically um but yeah initially like i said people were quite supportive of her but i think over the week as people have heard these things and all the questions have been raised and it's, it's changed a bit for her Armando, uh, coming to you, I wanted your take on it because you said the American sports is filled with such kinds of issues. Uh, my, my, it's just a thought process which has come to me. Is, is the excuse of negligence basically to limit the sentence she would get in terms of suspension? Is, does that work? Saying, yes, I did it, but I was negligent. I didn't read it. Is that helpful in reducing your ban or something? Uh, I mean, it can be from time to time, but I think, uh, for example, in baseball, the rules are pretty set. If you violate uh, the first time, you get so many games. I believe it's 50 games. If you violate a second time, it's a whole year. If you violate a third time, it's a lifetime ban. So uh, I think in the U.S., the, the, the rules are really in place and they're really strict. Um, so I, I think in this circumstance, she would definitely be suspended. She would know how long she would be out for. She would know the consequence for the second time and the third time. And then she would know that that was it. I think that... uh it seems to me, at least, that here there's a little bit of a gray area. This is obviously new uh, to this year as far as being on the banned substance list. So all of these things are new this year. But uh, I, I don't know. It just seems like it's not defined well enough in tennis. Uh, because if, if that were the case, this wouldn't even be that big of an issue. People would, I mean, people would be surprised that she did it. But it wouldn't be like, oh, well, what's going to be the punishment? We would pretty much already know. There would be an appeals process and so on and so forth. But that usually is fruitless. Joe, it's being talked about that it, the range might be maybe for four to ten years. That's the range. And and the fact that there are around 50 athletes from other sports who, who have been caught for the same drug is such a big number getting caught for the same drug when it has become illegal this year. Is it helpful or a hindrance? What's your take on it? I think it's helpful. I think maybe they, like Amanda was saying, there's not really a clear picture on what tennis, as in baseball, what they would ban i mean maybe somebody maybe she needs to be the example to people i mean it probably happens a lot and maybe she just got busted because it seems to me that she was pretty dumb but yeah the four to ten years i think that's a huge penalty but at the same time like i said maybe she needs that maybe the tennis world needs to see hey this is a top-notch star uh she's huge she's making all kinds of money and then she gets suspended for that much time Maybe that sets a big example, and they go, "Whoa, maybe I'm maybe I'll think twice about doing something stupid." Hmm. Armo, uh, you also had some points to add, but uh, before before you come in, we would also now I think this is the right place to talk about the impact of sponsorship losses, which we just talked a minute or two back that already she's lost few of the sponsorships, and any other points maybe from a U.S. perspective you would want to bring in. Yeah, I mean, the sponsorships, it's not surprising. I mean, we saw Tiger Woods lose sponsorships during his uh, scenario. Anything that brings these uh, these uh, athletes, these people that are in the limelight into a negative light, it's it's, it's going to affect the brand. And, and we're, we're going to see her lose more and more sponsorships as, as it goes along and if the longer this process goes, depending on her ban. Um, but my question I want to pose to you guys uh, – is is would would you guys feel like this would be the same reaction if it was a Serena Williams per se if it was a person of a different culture a different race a different background um her perception publicly in the tennis world and in the media what what are your guys' thoughts on that cuz that's really what what's been racking in my head and I've been going over is would this perception really be the same if this was another athlete that's not you know of the of the popularity of of a Maria Sharapova, uh, and, and feel free, Sri, to go ahead. You could you could uh, take charge with this one. Yeah. See, let's assume if we talk about Serena Williams, at least as a specific case. My personal first thoughts are: one, she's so far ahead. I'm not convinced this drug is such a differential in terms of 
performance let's say because it's very clear the accusation is that it's a performance enhancing drug and serena there is a huge gulf between serena and other people at least in the women's field i'm not convinced this drug is a performance enhancing but i'm sure maybe the reaction maybe it might be more popular in the us media than maybe because she's a you she's definitely a role model for a huge generation of upcoming sports stars she's the world number one for quite a many years she's she's a us media star so maybe i think the coverage might be more focused in the us media what would you say joe would that be the case yeah i think i think you're absolutely right um as a as a caucasian american um it's i i i'd love to say oh yeah everybody would be treated the same but i'm not naive enough to realize that if this was serena and she got busted you would see and armando you could probably agree with this you'd see you'd see the african americans versus the white people because that's what it would turn into um and that's a shame but that's reality it's a shitty reality but it is so if she does get a lenient penalty again i'd like to say you know it's probably not because she's white she's pretty and everybody likes her but that might have something huge huge to do with it i, I really don't think because I mean, for years, everybody thought Serena was juicing per se anyway. I mean, look at her physique. That's a, that woman's in shape. Um, you don't hear that as much anymore, but that's another thing. Would you have heard that with her if she was a white person? I'm not so sure about that. So, Umara, you, you talked about Ben Johnson before. So, he, he, he made such claims always that he was targeted and all. So, maybe you might be the best person to talk about what Arma has asked. Um, I don't know, but initially, the day that the press conference um, happened, I thought, and I did tweet this as well, that, you know, people were being rather forgiving of her. And I thought it was because she's blonde, white and pretty. And I said it because, you know, like Joe said, it, it is the reality of things. I don't think people would have been so forgiving if it had been Serena Williams. Um, I think there would have been a little bit more, oh, how do I put this, Just a little bit more of an uproar, maybe. Um, but I do feel that that element is in there. It's obviously hidden and it's obviously not, it's, it's not something we can prove, but you can feel it and you can feel that it's there. She's, you know, like you said, she's the most famous sportswoman maybe in the world even. And, you know, her face, her cells, her body cells, everything, you know, and that, that all matters. Um, and she's very, very popular and a lot of people do like her because of the way she looks as well. So, you know that that does have a factor in it i'm i'm sure of it in my heart i know that and i you know like i said i can't quantify that anyway but i do feel that that, that there is that factor there um a lot of people brought this up sort of on social media as well wh- whether or not you know she would have it would have been the same if it was serena williams and um you know because obviously on social media people say how they feel and they react and they're emotional and things like that you know maybe the the powers that be they can't say things like that because they have to be politically correct but i do think that is an element you know in 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 all of this i just wanted to add another point this is from earlier one actually um i think one of the guys mentioned that she she took that she says she took the drug because she had um a family history of diabetes a lot of people have a family history of diabetes my husband has a family history of diabetes he doesn't take anything so i just wanted to add that point in (laughs) Um, yeah, you know, it, it means here. nothing. Yeah, it does. You just eat well and you, you know, you exercise, which I'm sure she does anyway. So that exactly. really doesn't make any sense to me. And diabetes have lots of other drugs. Maybe you could say yeah. there's nothing to say. So, only this drug works. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, no, it's, nothing uh, to suggest. It's all very dodgy to me. <laughs> there's just this whole case seems to be filled filled with such. Uh, like literally unfathomable mm. issues or excuses yeah. but joe i was hoping uh, somebody was going to stick up for her on this pod <laughs> and we could have a bit of an argument we're all agreeing here this is not not how i thought it would be let's at least try to keep the bashing to <laughs> to a limited extent till we actually get to know but joe stick, sticking to the whole sport of tennis as it what does this do we have had accusation of match fixing recently Uh, which has come a, a month or two back. Now we have this one of the biggest guy. I think in terms of the status of the player and the coverage in the media with the social media and the amount of money she makes. I think this has to be the biggest doping scandal in the sport of tennis, easily by a country mate. So what does this do to tennis? I think it's a huge black mark for tennis. 
Um, tennis is definitely more, it seems that it's more popular in, in other countries than it is the United States, but it does have a huge following here. But stuff like this is what turns people away from sports. You know, that, that's the biggest that's the biggest part in this. You know, little kids, their parents see this and they're like, oh, well, do you really want to play tennis? This is the kind of this is the kind of um, media portrayal and this is what they're showing you. This is terrible. I mean, she, she's she's a lot of children, especially young women. That's their idol. And then you found out that she's been drugged. She's been uh, taking PEDs for the last 10 years. I, I just that's a huge black mark on the sport. It's just, it's no good for it, and a sport that in the U.S. is lagging far behind the other ones. That's big trouble. Armando, uh, tennis as a sport is so individual focused; it's so personality driven. So, a person like Sharapova getting caught, let's say instead of Sharapova, it was some let's say hundredth ranked player getting caught. There's a huge, huge difference in the terms of. the outbreak in the media and the outpouring of emotions or abuses in the media is going to be so different so can an individual like sharapova uh, getting caught in such thing cast aspersions on the whole sport itself now people are going to be looking at maybe in in a different light the sport itself uh i think it does two things three i think it could do that yes absolutely it could always be a negative like joseph said if if we want to take it in that fashion and see it as uh like in the us joe said it's not the most popular of sports and if this is what's going to happen and this is the perception and and the environment that's going to be brewing in tennis and maybe it is uh you know something that parents avoid uh but also this can be a lesson for tennis this can be she can be like joe said earlier she could be the example they can clean up the sport a little bit they can make uh the rules a little bit more defined the the punishment a little bit more defined and this can give them the ability to actually uh you know form a structure and lay the foundation to what can really be a system that really works for this anti-doping stuff because what we've seen so far is a lot of gray area and 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 if it was a, like you said three if it was the 100 150 200th ranked tennis player in the world maybe it wouldn't give uh you know tennis the incentive to really uh crack down and really try to change uh the image of the sport and really try to clean it up so it can be a positive and i think that uh hopefully uh you know this is a positive and and then the 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 sport can take this negative and turn it into a positive and spin it in a way that it can be them cleaning up the sport and them bettering it for future generations i think at least that's my take Umar a couple of questions to you the first question is obviously what Joe and Armando have answered in terms of what it does to the sport of tennis but i'm also going to carry on with what Armando said so is the wada and itf are going to make her case as an example which means she might get more punishment but access a deterrent or are they going to encourage stuff like players coming out maybe declaring most of being the whole process of testing and doping becoming more transparent so she gets away with a lenient sentence so two questions here but the second question i'm going to come to the others obviously um i think it might even be good for tennis because you know having such a high profile uh, athlete who's who's been caught shall we say i think it might then just be you know it's it's good for the it's showing that there's control there and that the, you know the control isn't just with the lower ranked players it's at the top level as well and and to to show that uh, someone of her status can can be um tested and caught and and punished even so we'll we'll have to wait and see what it is that the punishment that she gets i think it might even have a funny funnily have a good sort of impact on the sport but right. regarding her ban i think you know she she should get a you know they should make an example of her that's my personal opinion but however whether they do or not is a different matter i mean you know they've said that her legal team are trying to get her to maybe get a ban between 0 and 2 years which is the kind of minimum that she can get because it's they they're um arguing that it's just negligence or you know she she didn't check the email or whatever whatever ex- uh, excuse they're using but that's that's what they're looking at but you know I wouldn't be surprised if they stretched it a little further because you know this kind of thing and the the sort of the amount of publicity it's gotten maybe not in the US but over here it's been quite big that it needs to they need to show that they can nip this in in the bud so to speak and then and get this um problem sorted out i mean obviously drugs in sport is never going to be completely eliminated but these kind of high profile cases sometimes they do make examples of them, of those athletes so you know we'll have to wait and see what she does what what happens to her but i wouldn't be surprised at all joe this being 
you can obviously answer the same question but an additional point being this being a new drug on this year's list does it help her in any regards no, I think I said earlier, I think the ban should be long. I think I think she could throw the book at her, make an example of her. It doesn't matter when the they made it a rule. She knew they sent her the email. It's up to you to do it. It doesn't matter if you're a high profile athlete. I don't care who you are. She had she had a job to do, and it probably wasn't even her. It was probably, like I said, one of her handlers. She's surrounded by so many people. The only thing you had to do is check that list. They have these in all sports. She had one job to do, she fucked it up. And now she should pay for it. I think that's very pretty clear what Joe wants. So, Armando, you agree with what Umara and Joe said, that she should be made an example? Or do you think she would get away with the lower end of the band, considering her high-profile status? No, I think I, I'm definitely in agreement with them. I think they should uh, throw the book at her, and I think they will. I think they have to make an example of her. Um, you know, because tennis... Like like Joe said earlier, the popularity isn't exactly there with maybe some other sports, at least here in, in on this part of the world. So it would be important for them and imperative for them to really make an example of her. And it's damaging to tennis as well what what's happened. So that to to maybe give her a long longer ban and make an example of her is some way of maybe rectifying that. Yeah, for sure, I agree with that. Yeah. So. Uh, this is a question open to all of you. Maybe, Joe, you could come here, Come in here. What does this do to Eastern European tennis players? Because they are coming in by the dozens now. Most of the popular young players are seemingly from the Eastern European nations. And this drug is, seems to be prevalent there. So what does this do to their future? Are they going to be looked at in a different light? I think if, if this ban comes down and it comes through, I think they're going to be really thinking about it. Like, okay. This is something I really need to pay attention to. Uh, we can't just skate over this. You know, I, it's just crazy. It's crazy that she, it's crazy that she wouldn't be banned. And and the kids who are coming in from Eastern Europe, they have to really take notice of this. This is not. This is this is your career. You know, it's not like you can play tennis and then you're going to become a CEO of some company and make the, the same kind of money. You're playing a child's game for millions of dollars. That's what's at stake. So if you're that dumb. To not check, to not keep up on this stuff, I, I don't know where you, I don't know who raised you. <laughs> <laughs> Armando, we have seen that many cases in Eastern European, your coach happens to be a father or your agent happens to be a father, your father leads the support team. So what does this do to young players who are not exposed to such a ton of information or exposed to so much uh, new stuff happening. They are just at the beginning of the career. They are just focused towards playing the game, which is very fair. It, there is a team to handle certain stuff, and they should be handling it. But we don't know such young players how vast they have support teams. How when we are talking about a player like Sharapova, talking about negligence at her level, it is far more apparent that this could be a reality maybe at young players' level from Eastern Europe. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I think this is going to definitely affect that. It's going to definitely open their eyes, and, and not just for players, you know, from there, but also I think globally, anybody trying to get into the sport really is going to make sure that you, you know, mind your P's and Q's and you're on top of what's going on, because I think it's really simple to be caught up in the, in, in the whole, you know, getting caught up in the media hype or if you're a, a, an athlete on the rise and a young tennis player on the rise and you're getting this buzz around you it's easy to get caught up in that but at the same time you got to really you know put your head down focus and trust your people around you like i said this is as much Sharapova's fault as it is you know her team's fault and they should be held re uh, responsible as well and they should get the sack like umaro said so i think you do have to trust these people but at the same time if you got the email personally it it, it you know it behooves you to go through it yourself there's no real excuse for you i think this is going to impact everything going forward for tennis and that's a good thing and i do think it's going to open the eyes for players around the world trying to you know get into the sport and 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 get to the to the highest level to 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 mind all the rules and to pay attention because the, the lengthier her ban is the better it's going to be for tennis i think really umara your, your turn your take on this yeah i think you know she needs to they it needs i don't know i mean they need to make an example of her they need to 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 show the world that they're not going to put up with this and they're not going to sort of you know t they're going to stop this basically and and because she's so high profile this is their chance to show that they're going to do that 
And, you know, I think, in a, like I said, in a funny way, it might even have a good impact on the sport. And, you know, people are going to learn from it. Maybe those ones that were a little bit slack and they weren't paying attention to their emails and they will, will, will be doing it now. So from her loss, you know, people will kind of gain from it. So, yeah, it's, it's just um, it's not a nice situation for her. But in the long run, I think it will, you know, will benefit a lot more people. So staying with you, Umara, uh, the last section, the last couple of questions we are into now. So she's talked about the fact that she hopes that her career doesn't end here. She She's indicated that she wants to play, but considering her age and the, maybe the considering the duration of the prospective band, is it fair to say we have seen the last of her or you think she will be back? Oh, I guess it all depends on the band. But, um, I mean, if she gets even six months to a year, I can't see her coming back. I mean, I, I think her tennis is the least of a worry. She's lost all credibility now. She's, you know, reputation's in... I don't care what people say. People will say that the brand Sharapova is still alive and kicking. Maybe. I don't know. But she, to me, she's lost a lot of, you know, respect from people. So that's, you know, that's maybe what she needs to focus on a bit more, maybe on that side. But... You know, if she gets put, you know, if she gets a year ban, I don't, I can't see her coming back from it because it would mean, it would, it would mean, you know, her to have then having to sort of, she wouldn't be, wouldn't have played any competition for a whole year. Then she would have to return, and it takes a long time to come back. And I don't know, I don't, I don't see it personally. But it all depends on the ban. If they're lenient with her, possibly she might make a comeback. But then, you know, she's lost all credibility. She's lost the respect of her peers, which is very important as well fans i mean her diehard fans will love her to the end no matter what they're all we all do it god forbid if this was federal i'd probably be sticking clutching at straws somewhere here but you know th that's just human nature but yeah it, like i said it depends on the ban if if they're very lenient with her possibly she could come back but uh, you know she's she's lost a lot of um a love from people i think armando have you seen the last of sharapova what's your take yeah, I, I'm probably uh, gonna be in the camp of uh, she, she's done. I, I, like like Amara said, it's it's more her reputation, her credibility. You know, her brand is gonna take a hit, regardless of what anybody says. Her popularity is gonna diminish, even if it's six to to twelve months. But I, I'm expecting it to be much longer than that. I think I think it's gonna damage her. I mean, once you're out of the public eye, it's over, out of sight, out of mind. And we've seen that with a lot of sports figures. We've seen that with a lot of uh, actors and, and people that are in the media. So I, I think it's really gonna impact her financially. It's gonna impact her brand it's gonna it, her credibility is already shot i don't think there's much left uh, of maria sharapova to be quite honest joe we have seen players like hingis making a late comeback into career though it's predominantly in doubles is is that a possibility looking or she's going to be looked at differently anyways even if she makes a late comeback into let's say uh, doubles yeah i mean there's a possibility but i think those guys hit nail on the head with it's the credibility of her I think her doing all these Facebook posts and the press conference is more for her business in the future. I mean, she's 28. How much longer is her tennis you know, really going to go at a high level? Uh, it's probably not going to go very far. Um, I think the one thing that Amara said that really struck a chord with me is her really dedicated fans. And I kind of want to bring up – it's a quick story, so bear with me. There was, there's a LFC account, a guy on Twitter. Um, I used to follow him. But it's stuff like this that it cracks me up how people react when – one of their big, I guess, whatever you want to call them, tennis heroes, he was, when this went down, he sent out a tweet saying, anybody who says anything bad on my timeline about Sharapova, you're getting automatically blocked. And I thought to myself, what a dickhead. Like, why? Well, I mean, I don't understand that thought process, but there's always going to be those kind of fans. So she will have her following all the time. But I, don't, I think this was more for her, cred her credibility, and she doesn't want to take a huge hit. She's got a lot of money at stake. So the last question, and I just want one number from you. So Joe, sticking with you, how long is she going to get? Uh, me personally, I think it should be a lifetime ban. Um, what I think she's going to get is a year. I, I, I think all the press conferences, the Facebook posts, I think that's just damage control. I think that's what she was told to do. Um, I don't even think she's probably not even really sorry for it. Uh, I don't even care that it was just put on the ban list. She was doing it knowingly. She's been doing it for 10 years. She kept doing it. Not checking your email is not a good excuse. Again, lifetime ban for me. That's pretty strong. So, Armando, you have talked about people getting chances, maybe first occurrence, second occurrence. So, how, how long do you think she will get? Um, I think I, I, I think a lifetime 
should probably be the case, but I'd say she should get 10 years, which is essentially a lifetime. But I think uh, probably five is what she gets. Uh, I think that's fair. It's just, and essentially, I still think her career's over, yeah. Umara, do you really think she gets five? No, I don't think she'll get five. I mean, although we can, I think everyone can see through the bullshit, really, but um, they're going to have to do it by the letter of the law. And by that, unless they can prove something otherwise, which will be interesting to see, but... I think she'll get two years. I'd be very surprised if it was anything less than that. If it was anything less than that, I'd have even more questions. That's what my initial thought was between two and four. That's what but I even thought. Even if maybe she gets she would... two years, I think she's done then. She's going to be yeah, 30. Yeah, absolutely. Then. She's still going to be done. And she's had so many injuries recently. I think mm. she would lose. So I think we have talked, I think, extensively on Sharapova. But before we close, any plugs? Armando, you, I think you've been busy. You've been on every show possible. So which all shows are you going to plug, actually? Uh, I'm just going to really uh, plug uh, two things. Uh, the Seventh Inning Stretch podcast with me and Justin Wells. We talk baseball. So if anybody out there is into baseball or wants to learn about the sport, um, the season's about to start. We're in the preseason right now, spring training. And uh, we're covering all the divisions and, and giving everybody a little bit of a background. So if you guys are interested in learning about it or, or, or are into baseball already, please uh, give us a follow and, and, and uh, listen to that. That We would appreciate that. All feedback, all uh, interaction is great. We love you guys' questions and stuff like that. Also, my second plug would be World Football Index. You could follow us on Twitter as well at World Football I. Um, Dave uh, Karen from the Brazil North Ireland pod. You guys know him well. Uh, James Nalton, who writes for the site and amongst other things, and, and myself have really been plugging away and, and working really hard on that site and getting articles in there and, and, and trying to do a lot to expand uh, that site and, and the content there. Um, we've had Tim Bickery on, we've had Tom Marshall on, and a lot of other uh, good journos and stuff. So if that's your thing, uh, world football and, and a different aspect, uh, by all means, please check us out. We would appreciate that. And then thank you guys for having me this was a lot of fun um it was a different change of pace for me it was a uh, something i don't really get to talk about much and it was it was nice and, and and i appreciate you guys doing this for me no problem armando always welcome we hear different perspectives we love to hear different perspectives so joe anything you you are doing currently any podcast any writing if you are doing any uh we should have a brazil ai brazil podcast sometime next week don't don't know exactly the time or the date but that was talked about um and the second thing is the Android is now available for the Anfield Index um, app. So everybody who has Android, get on that. And um, Armando, just want to say I, I love WFI, man. It's awesome. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate that, man. Really do. No problem. So, so Umara, plugs? <clears throat> um, I was on the Northern Ireland pod a couple of days ago, which was very interesting with a bunch of drunken Irish. They were drunk. <laughs> it was great. They, they were drunk. Were drunk. <laughs> They were a little bit. I was the only sober one there. Um, but, yeah, that was quite fun. So if you want to have a listen to that. And, um, yeah, I just want to echo everything Armando and Joe have said. WFI, I know Dave and Armando and James put loads and loads of work into that. I know that firsthand. So, yeah, give those guys a, a follow and to listen to their pods and read their articles. Um, and I just wanted to say get well soon to Dan Rhodes and his little boy who aren't feeling too well at the moment, um, which is why Dan couldn't join us today. So just feel better, Dan, really. I think my only shout is what Joe has given the Android app. This show, the show you're listening to, should be available in the new app on Android. So get downloading. The numbers are going to be amazing. I'm pretty sure. And huge shout out to Gags on, in putting this Android app out because I know personally as being a beta tester how much effort it's take. Repeated cycle, cycles of testing. We have given feedback and he's been very prompt in fixing the issues at the earliest. So I think as a shout out to Gags, I think the only thing we can help him with is downloading this app. So please download the Anfield Index AA channel app on Android. And that's our app. Thank, thanks to you for listening. Thank you. for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skræt af alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.